Take courage, it is I. This week I've been seeing the students come back kind of one at a time. And there were a couple who had come earlier this week to daily mass. And they were sharing with me how one in particular, how, you know, they're saying, she was saying, I haven't been to mass in like five months in person, which, is, which we all kind of had at one moment, right? And, and, and she's like, I was just kind of anxious. I didn't know, you know, this, this, whole, this whole time just feels so surreal. And, and kind of putting myself out there again, it, it felt different, but good. Which is a lot like our lives in a lot of ways, especially in this time. We're stepping out in these ways that feel different and not always good. (laughs) The disciples today encounter this experience where things are not going well. There's a storm and also now they see this figure coming to them on the water. But Peter is moved in that moment that something moves within him, that even, even where they were to begin with, it was Jesus who sent them out on the boat. And now they see Jesus out there, and something within Peter says, Lord, I, I want this. I want to be closer to you. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. That there, there's something stirring within, within Peter to come to Jesus. And what I propose to you is that it's Jesus who put that desire in his heart because Jesus wanted him to come closer and he knew what he was about to do. And so Peter begins to walk on the water and as long as his eyes are on the Lord, things are fine. As long as his eyes are on the Lord, it's fine. It's almost as if the storm's not there. It's almost as if it's all background noise and details. But the minute he starts to notice the details and become anxious by what's happening around him, he begins to sink. That it begins to unravel. It, it falls apart. But in that moment, what does he do? But he turns back to the Lord. He calls out, Lord, save me. That he, he, he turns in that moment of anxiety to the Lord. And what does he do? He, he turns to the one who actually has the power to save him. The power, who ha- the one who has power over all things. The one who created all things. And now is just kind of, you know, showing off, walking on the water. Like, Jesus is more powerful than anything. And so when I'm dealing with anything, the invitation is to turn to him, the one who can save me, the one who has all things in his power. And it says, as soon as he turned to him, it says, immediately, Jesus catches him. The Lord does not intend us to ever fall. We will never fall beyond the Lord's reach. But don't we feel that sometimes that way? Like, I did that thing, and that was just too much. Or, it's been five months, and I haven't even prayed in five months. 
and I feel like, man, that was really bad. I've been really bad. We are never beyond the Lord's reach. And as soon as we turn to him, that immediately he's right there. Because the truth is, he's been right there the whole time. But we just didn't see him. Just like Peter didn't see him. You go, ah, I'm, I'm distracted by these things. The truth is, the Lord's been there the whole time. And so, for you and I, this is our invitation this day and every day, is to simply turn back to the Lord, to look to Him. And it is so easy to get caught up in the storm. I know, I know some people who've shared with me, they're like, Father, I've given up on the news, because the more I watch it, <laughs> the more anxious I feel, you know? It's true, right? And what is the news nowadays? It's, it's a bunch of noise about things that I have no control over. But a million things for me to worry about. Just not helpful. Now, I, the news is important, but, but you get the point that it's so easy to get distracted and anxious about all these things that I can't control. I have family members, and they're not doing what I think they should do. And it causes me great distress. It steals my peace. There's nothing for me to do there. And so I can get distracted by all these things. You know, it's so easy. When there's so many unknowns, the evil one just, like, pokes at it. Especially now, it's like, well, I don't, you know, I, I, there's a bunch of music majors here, right, that come to the Newman Center, and they're like, how do you sing when you're not supposed to, when you're wearing a mask and you can't get together and, they're like, what, what does this mean for my degree? You know, nursing majors who are like, how do you treat patients when you can't even, like, touch them, you know, see them? And, and the evil one can just poke at that and, and, and have it give rise to greater anxiety. But no matter what the storm is, no matter what the wind is, the anxiety, the answer is the same. is to turn to the Lord, the one who controls the storm, not that he's causing anxiety to, you know, cause me discomfort. But the Lord has all things in his power. The Lord has a plan that he's actively working to save me. My invitation is to turn to him. And to see him. To hear his voice. To focus on him. To listen to his voice versus all the noise. Where that happens the easiest, so to speak, is in the quiet. Like we hear in our first reading, that the Lord was not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire, but in a tiny whispering sound. That that's where the prophet Elijah heard the Lord speak. And so maybe that means for us to carve out five minutes, especially students, it's the beginning of a school year, that's what's nice about the beginning of something unknown and new. It's not yet written. That you and I get to determine what happens. That I can, within my space, I get to determine what happens. I can set new behaviors, new routines. Things that will add value, that will invite me to greater peace in the Lord. So maybe it's five minutes in the morning. To sit in a chair. Maybe you have an image, a crucifix. That's why it's good to have like a crucifix in your room or some sort of holy image. 
And then in the evening, same thing. You just sit in your chair, set the timer for five minutes if you want. I, I promise you, you do that, you will fall asleep much easier. Because what did you just do? You just turned to the Lord in the midst of the storm. You let him control the storm. And then you were free to receive his peace. And what does he say in that time? But he says what he says to Peter. Like, take courage. It's, it's me. I know you're seeing this big storm, but I'm here in the storm. That, that I got you. A friend of mine called me this week. And I've known him for many years. I know his family. And he shared with me that his father had had a stroke this week. And it was the bad. He had, two, he had a double stroke. It's bad. You know, half of his body can't move. His brain, like, just, there's no contact, no response. And he's asking me as a priest, like, what, with our Catholic faith, what do we do? How, how do we handle this? And, and many of us have probably been in that situation. And there's so much emotion there's so much pressure. You have to make this decision and this decision. And, and, and so they got me on speakerphone with the whole family. And, and I just, they're asking me all these questions, but then I ask my questions of, how are you doing? Like this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. And, and they said to me, they were like, you know, we know that God is here. Our Father loves God. And wants to be with God. And that's what we want. We didn't ask this to happen. But somehow, this is part of God's plan. And we want him to go be with God. We want him to be at peace. And we have peace with God's will. That in every moment, but especially in the big moments, to stop to turn to the Lord, to open up the conversation, to look at the one who loves us and holds nothing back from us, to focus on the Prince of Peace who gives us his very self, the one who is always with us, every moment, whether it's a storm or calm, and to be reminded that he's right here with me. And he says, take courage. It's I. Do not be afraid. I got you.